Hey, this is Rishi Ball from Eternal Boy and the Four Core Music Fest. You're listening to Spinning Thoughts on Adobe Radio. Take a chance on me again. Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 145 of Spinning Thoughts. This is Angelo coming at you. And if you're up nice and late listening to this for the midnight premiere on Adobe Radio, I want to thank you for giving me the time for staying up nice and late. For those of you listening in the future, thank you as well. I appreciate you. Every Thursday, Midnight Eastern, Adobe Radio, and then those episodes, they drop on all platforms the following Monday. Subscribe. Our Twitter is at SpinThoughts, and the website is thespinningthoughts.com. I am super elated for my guest here for episode 145. He's been here uh, a few times in the past, and he's always welcome in the future. Everyone, welcome. We've got Rishi Ball from Eternal Boy and Four Chord Music. Rishi, what up? What's up, man? Ah, uh, you know, it's a beautiful day here in Pittsburgh. I can hear some birds in the background for you. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually at my parents' house right now, and I'm outside, so my dogs and their dogs don't flip out whenever I try, uh, you know, talking to you. Oh, man, it, is, it just sounds like such a serene setting that you're in. <laughs> well, it is. And hey, you know, we are, uh, we're, we're excited here at Spinning Thoughts, and I'm sure many people here in Pittsburgh, and anyone who loves music, because in three weeks at the time of this taping, we are three weeks away from Four Chord Music Festival 5. Oh my fucking God, man. Dude, time flies by, man. It does. It. I just, I feel like it was just last year we were talking about four and, uh, you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's just that time of year. It's like you almost start to expect it. It's, we're winding down in summer. Uh, we're people in Pittsburgh. We're breaking out the fucking terrible towels, uh, <laughs> right? You know, uh, but it is, it's four chord music festival time. And for those who do not know, this is an annual DIY all day music festival held in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and put on by the wizard, Richie Ball. <laughs> I think I've I re- referred to you as the wizard before. Yeah, well, that's uh, quite an endearing term. But uh, yeah, we are, uh, we're three weeks away. It's, it's, it becomes this annual stress and love and awesomeness and terribleness. You know, the three weeks before, always the... The, uh, the grind time is what I call it. Oh, I can't even imagine. I don't even know if I want to imagine. I'll just let you do all of it. But the yeah. the, the headliners uh, for this year, man, every year is just so impressive. We've got Less Than Jake, Bayside, Anti-Flag, and then an insane amount of other bands, some including Like Pacific, Cartel Acoustic, which, holy yeah. fuck, uh, Hit the Lights, Eternal Boy, Patent Pending, Light Years, Forever Came Calling, and so many other others. Uh, the festival, it's going to take place on August the 26th at Extaza Nightclub. So, I mean, honestly, though, Rishi, I know it's grind time three weeks away, but just overall, how are you feeling heading into it? I mean, I, I always I always feel nervous and apprehensive. I mean, whether whether ticket sales are through the roof or whether they suck or whether they're right in the middle, I'm always I'm always at the point where it's always can be better. It can always it can always sell more it can always aesthetically be better it can always provide something more for the you know the consumer base and, and really what what i'm what i'm realizing is that you know in the fifth year in in order to grow here for for year six you know I, I gotta i gotta make some moves for for next year because i just feel like there's not much more that 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 i can do in the space that we do it at and as much as i love chris and everybody at extaza i mean they've been amazing you know, they've been awesome. It's just, it's just, you know, I'm always thinking how to, how to do it better, which is why this year, you know, we added the pre-show and, you know, we added the collaboration with Dancing Gnome for the custom beer that we're getting uh, brewed for the festival. So, you know, I'm always trying to do, do something better. So at this point, it's just, you know, we just got to move, you know, it's, I don't even try to think about the day to day. I just try to kind of think about the minute by minute. 
So before we, you know, dive too deep into this really exciting time here in Pittsburgh and many people travel into the city, we're going to talk a little bit more about that in a few minutes. Uh, but how did we get here? I reflect a little <laughs> bit, Rishi. I know, man, like I said, we just talked about this last year and it's it, probably yeah. an interesting dynamic to like, I don't even know when you start planning for the next year. Maybe it's already yeah. started to happen. But how did we get to five? Oh, man, this this year was the most fucked of all the years trying to get this off the ground. So um, without revealing too much about some of the inner workings that maybe other parties involved don't don't want right. to you know, be made apparent. But I was having a lot of issues finding a venue this year. I think that even people that follow my social media was, you know, it got to the point where I was like reaching out. You know, I I, I visited every possible organic space venue in in pittsburgh you know just to see what the options are because you know extase is awesome it holds you know two thousand people there's really only two two thousand cap rooms in pittsburgh one of which won't work with me which is stage a uh, and the other you know being extase so to find a space was very very tough because i kind of wanted to grow at this point and you know so on and so forth um you know, Staza was having some scheduling issues with with trying to figure out if we could get in there. So I spent the better half of, you know, the end of 2017 and, and really all the way up to, I'd say, gosh, I announced the festival in early first week of June. I probably didn't get this even this didn't even come to fruition until about May 20th, believe wow. it or not. Lag wagon day. Uh, so so the it was very, very tough to get it off the ground. I had, you know, venues on hold and, and I had, you know, them pretty much booked. And so I went ahead and started booking these bands and I had a completely different festival confirmed and booked say in April than I did in May. And what ended up happening is that the venue started getting apprehensive about, uh, not, not Extaza, but the other venues that I, I was looking at started getting super apprehensive, even though they knew what the festival was about, about having like punk rock music there. <laughs> and they were like, oh, man, like, you know, we, we don't want any liabilities. And I was like, yo, I got a $5 million insurance policy. There's nothing <laughs> to worry about. And, you know, so they were really, to be for, to be frank, pissing me off a yeah. lot about how, um, you know, because I'm super transparent about this. There's videos all over the Internet. We've been branded for five years. Like, it's not, I'm not hiding what goes on. Yeah, people mosh. Yeah, people swear. Yeah, people say fuck Donald Trump. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that shit happens at, at punk music fests. So, uh, I was super, super excited about the lineup I had. It, it was, it was pretty eclectic and then I had to pull the plug. You know, I, I didn't, the, the, the bands couldn't wait any longer for me to hundred percent confirm they were booking their fall tours already. Um, and then there was about two weeks where I was like, you know what? I can't even do it this year. Wow. You know, I can't, I can't, I can't make it work. And then, um, I've been trying to get less than Jake probably every year for the last five years. And, I, I emailed their agent who, who, you know, a lot of people in the industry are really hard to deal with. Their agent is one of the coolest guys. He's actually the agent for anti-flag and less than Jake. Um, and he, you know, was, was like, yo, they're doing a show in Chicago the day before, you know, maybe it would make sense to try to do something. And, you know, they were the first piece that I got um, and them an anti-flag. And then uh, after, you know, again, I always say, once you get that big band last year was the starting line, it became very easy to get everybody else. Um, and then, uh, a week later, I think I was in New York city with my, with my girlfriend. We were just, you know, like on like vacay, if you could even call it that. <laughs> and, um, I, I remember that newfound was just on tour of Bayside in Pittsburgh. I saw the show. And so I reached out to Bayside's, uh, agent and we made that happen. And then, you know, the little pieces fell, fell in from there. You know, I think the best thing about this festival this year, I mean, obviously Bayside, less than Jake, anti-flag, like they're amazing listen jake is my top five favorite band of all time the starting line last year was my top five favorite band of all time like this can't get any cooler for me but the cool thing about this year is the lower build bands it is in my opinion the middle class quote-unquote bands are the strongest it's ever been i mean forever came calling yeah i mean they're phenomenal light years from cleveland unbelievable like pacific i mean their new album got released i know you had them on the show yep i mean it's amazing it's really um, it, it, it's blown me away that album uh, in spite of me it's a, it's a, I mean, that's such a, such a great album. And again, getting them at the right time too, you know, I mean, I'm so happy that they wanted to play considering, you know, it's a big time for them too. So there's a lot of buzz for them, you know, keep flying. They just landed the state champs tour in the fall. You know, they're like our best friends yeah. heading from long Island. I mean, I think that, <clears throat> excuse me, it, you know, this is, uh, 
the middle class bands, I really hope benefit the most from this because really, you know, this is what it's about. It's about getting those four big bands and then being exposed for the middle class bands to all of those fans and hopefully they'll retain them. So, so that's kind of how it happened. The, the long winded story. I mean, there's, there's always hurdles, but you know, without getting into detail, like I said, this, this was the most, uh, the, the toughest to get it off the ground this year. We, you kind of brushed on it here uh, just a few moments ago, uh, but I am curious when, when you're going through and booking uh, one of these four chord uh, festivals, how much of your personal music taste shines through? Now, obviously, you just said your top five favorite bands, Lesson Jake. Last year, yeah. I remember talking to you and talking to Kenny from the starting line. It was yeah. one of my favorite moments was to even <laughs> talk to him. I mean, is it just coincidence that you love these bands? Or are you going into this saying, okay, if I'm going to book a fucking killer festival, I want to I wanna listen to the bands that I love the most. And, and before you answer... I do that with spinning thoughts. I've talked about that all the time. I bring right. on the bands that I want to fucking talk to. Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. That's a really good question. I don't think anybody's ever asked me that. And the, the truth is, is that I have a hard time balancing what I think people will like and what I like. Yeah. So so I have this really hard time. Like, you know, the, I think it's it's no it's no secret that I'm not a super stoked on like the newer pop punk that, that is emerging. You know, yeah. I'm very traditional you know with the starting line and the ataris and blink and newfound and bayside and you know those kinds of bands like that's my forte so the first year it was the wonder years real friends modern baseball and turnover and you know like i'm a huge wonder years fan obviously but that kind of came to fruition by accident like i I don't i don't think that that was that was intentional then the next year it was yellow card right big fucking fan Mm -hmm. you know then the third year was mayday parade like not my thing but holy crap what a group of nice dudes yeah yeah you know it's like it's like I you know and their agent amazing their their crew amazing their management amazing they just have like such a great team, but the last couple of years I've really focused on trying to get bands that I like because in the end, you know it's it, I'm not Riot Fest I'm not I'm not tr- you know I'm not trying to make a billion dollars off of this festival right you know I'm trying to do this to benefit me my band and my friends bands and the music scene in Pittsburgh which you and I have talked about at length about what it's given to us right. You know, and, and I feel like that camaraderie from like oh four oh three is com- is completely gone. You know, so so I feel like that this is a way to kind of bring the the big national, the regional middle class bands, and then the local bands into one room and say, oh, you know what, local bands aren't a curse word, right? Or regional bands can get a break, you know, and play play with some bigger bands. And, and so that was kind of the point. So if I'm going to do that. Yeah, I'm going to get bands that I like and mix it with what I think the consumer would like. You know, last year there was a big, big turnout of younger generation fans because of state champs. Right. You know, so I can I can tell you from, you know, in full honesty, when I announced the lineup this year, a lot of people were bummed out. You know, they were not a lot of people, but, you know, I remember getting emails from people that bought the early bird tickets in full transparency because I'm, you know, I'm not good at lying. <laughs> that, you know, I got some emails from people being like, yo, like I was expecting this to be a lot like you know, state champs, neck deep, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, Hey man, you know, I tried, but in the end it's, it's what the band schedules are available and and this kicks ass. So you should come and figure, you know, figure it out, man. I'd also like to comment real quick on sure. Maybe, you know, the, the top three headliners, right? Less than Jake Bayside, anti-flag. Those are well-established bands. I mean, less than Jake's been doing it for over two decades. You know, I get that, but like you've been talking about as we're calling it the middle class here, the, the regional bands, uh, you know, the heavy, heavy hitters there in the middle those yeah. could be the next state champs those exactly that's there and they are like there are bands in there like we just talked about like pacific and forever came calling they've been doing it for a long time but they're coming back full fucking force you they know? are man and 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 you know what that is a really good point and what's really funny about that is the first year right wonder the wonder years with a big band getting you know getting real friends was like was like cool but it wasn't like they weren't what they were now oh. and modern baseball yeah. yeah, modern baseball. Before they before their hiatus, they were doing three thousand cap rooms, right? And and you know, Eternal Boy used to be called the Space Pimps. They played before us. Yeah, <laughs> at that festival. Not and, and I not because I I forced us to. Yeah, like be, but because you know in Pittsburgh we do really well, and I, right. I didn't even know who they were. You know, and then Turnover they played at like one o'clock. Now they're headlining, you know, eight hundred caps. So I agree with you on that. And, you know, that's what kind of sucks about music today is that people already have their prefabricated decisions about things before 
they go to a show. Like, remember going to Warp Tour in 2003 with the drive through record stage oh, yeah. and not knowing a lot of the early build bands and finding out about them, buying their CD, getting to know them, blah, blah, blah. Now it's like everybody knows every band on the show because the Internet allows us to. So in many ways, I, I you know, I, I hope that, you know, some of the, some of the younger maybe fans give it give it a shot, you know, because it, I mean, they've already established themselves. I mean, less than Jake are, are, are icons in our genre. Yeah. You know, so so, you know, I, I hope that some of the people understand that you can't do the same thing every year. If you did, then you'd be recycling the same type of shit every year. And I don't like recycling shit. And then the conversation would be about everyone complaining about why do you keep bringing the same bands back? Give other people opportunity, you know, so it's never going to please everybody. I understand why Kevin Lyman after (laughs) 20 plus years and and I'm doing a microcosm of what Kevin has done over the years, whom I profoundly respect more than anybody I've ever come across in my life. Kevin Lyman, I understand how at a very micro level, why this shit gets really annoying. I mean, you cannot please everybody. You know, in and, and, and your personal life, when you make decisions, they affect you, I suppose. But now I guess when you make decisions that include other people, they get pissed too. And they feel that they have ownership in it and they want the bands that they want. But they got to understand, if, if I wanted to do it the way that I wanted to do it, I have four million bucks for talent. We'd have Blink Fall Out Boy. <laughs> and, and, you know, they'd be playing all their early albums, you know, but we yeah. can't, you know, I can't do that. So so I, I want to keep keep doing it eclectic every year like we're doing it. I mean, it's all within the punk subgenre. But, you know, I, I this year for me, you know, this was a huge milestone because I have wanted less than Jake for so long in more in, in, in every year I've tried every single year and it could never make it happen. So to me, that's a huge uh, step They're They're amazing. And whether you're a fan that has been digging less than Jake for years or maybe you're new to them, there are people that are new to less than Jake, which blows my mind. But. You know, you, you, you're going to love their show. It's it's just the Scott and what they Scott Punk and just this energy that they bring is you're, you'll never experience anything like it. And and I want to also just say music is like news these days. You, you really you get fed, you know, what's on the surface. Uh, but there's so like if you really want the real shit, you got to dig down yourself. You got to you got to look around. You got to be diligent. You got to find the right bands. You got to find, you know, the news. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's true. We have premiere episodes every single Thursday at midnight Eastern on Adobe radio. Those episodes become available on all platforms. The following Monday, we're on Twitter at spin thoughts and our website is the spinning thoughts.com. We've been talking to the Rishi ball from four chord music and eternal boy about some really exciting stuff. Now, Rishi, you may have already answered this question, but I want to ask the question. Why sure. do you take this on every year? You've talked about <laughs> the peaks and valleys, right? You've talked about being able to, to to jam with Eternal Boy there and your friends' bands and help out the community in Pittsburgh. Uh, but there's so much time, money, commitment, resources, yeah. energy. Yeah. Why, what is the why for you? Like, and, and again, you even mentioned at one point in this year, you almost felt like this five was not going to happen. Why, why not throw in the towel? Like why, what is the why? Wow. That's another good question, man. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so just so everybody, you know, everybody that ever will listen to this, you know, my mom and dad and, and, and dog, um, <laughs> the, the, uh, only cause I'm on it. Not because, not because of spinning thoughts, but <laughs> the, uh, you know what? It's tough to say, right? Because I, in many ways, I'm like, uh, have an entrepreneurial spirit. Like I, I don't, you know, I'm a college professor outside of being an eternal boy and doing four core music, the label and the festival. And I'm very, very intrigued by taking something from the ground up and trying to make something cool out of it. So that in itself is enough personal satisfaction to be like, yo dude, there are 2000 people here. And this started in my bedroom, in my boxers on my computer, <laughs> you know, like the, I get, I get a lot of satisfaction out of knowing that people give a shit a little shit even if it's a tiny micro baby shit about you know this festival and and you know i i i know that you know people travel we have this year i was looking at the tickets and like where people were coming from we have probably two dozen people coming from europe for yeah. this oh my god which i know I, which i i was like i i personally messaged them too and that's another thing you know like i like people you know i, I don't i don't like i'm not an introvert you know i, I like 
meeting people and, and, and getting to know them. So next time I'm in the UK, I can message and be like, Hey, yo, let's go get a no duels, you know, like let's, let's, let's hang out, you know? And the, the second thing that people need to really understand about this, that I'm not sure, I'm not sure that the, the normal person, and I don't assume that they should know this, they understand really what goes into this. And I don't really know they, that they understand how, how laborious this is and how expensive this is. And I think a lot of times people see all these big bands and, you know, there's a thousand or 2000 people at the show and they're like, this, this guy's making a killing. And that is absolutely <laughs> not the case. And I just want to, I want to like make it perfectly clear that, cause I had a lot, I had an email a couple weeks ago from someone being like, uh, from the UK being like, dude, these ticket prices are so low. Like how, they how do you are. possibly, how do you, and so that's, that's what, what I'm getting at in terms of the why, right? It's like, I remember going to concerts back in the day and seeing Newfound at Club Laga. I actually, my top five favorite show of all time was Less Than Jake, Anti-Flag, Newfound Glory, and the Teen Idols at Club Laga wow. in Pittsburgh. Dude, they were $12 tickets for that show. Oh. It's like, I don't want, you know, the 21-year-old college student that's about to incur $90,000 in debt to be like, yo, man, I can't go to the show because, you know, I don't have the money. So tickets are $36 right? For 22 bands. So you are essentially, it's, it's a dollar and some change per band that, that you're essentially paying to get. I mean, the price point is, I mean, is basically at, at a point where if certain amount of people come, I break even and that's it. And I'm fine with that, right? I'm fine with that because the why is so much bigger than just a dollar sign for me. Um, and so, I, you know, honestly, in every year it's been minimal profit. I mean, minimal, nothing what people would expect. So it's definitely not about the money. It's much more about the the entrepreneurial side of like, let's, let's do this. You know, maybe one day it'll be the ride fest of the, of the East coast. Maybe it won't, but who cares? Because it's fucking awesome while we're doing it. And I'm getting to play and hang out and, and work with some of my favorite bands I've ever, I've ever listened to. You mentioned, and I have a question dedicated to, to this because I actually just saw somebody uh, comment on a post of yours, Rishi. Uh, yeah. About some dude coming to this festival from the goddamn UK. And yeah. I, like, I, I was intrigued. Like, I don't even, I wasn't sure if this guy was even telling the truth, but apparently he was. Um, you got people that are seriously traveling overseas to come to this. Uh, I, I'm curious from like an attendee demographic perspective. What, yeah. What does it look like? Is I've got to assume majority maybe are coming from the East Coast area, but I mean, do you see a right. lot of people traveling far for this? Man, that's again great. You're 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 four for four on questions here, man. You, uh, you, you, that's that's a you know, I, I'm an analytic guru. Like when it comes to understanding who's buying tickets and you know where's our web traffic being driven from and so on and so forth. And you know what's t what's really really bumming me out this year is that we're not getting a huge support from Pittsburgh here. And that fucking sucks. That's interesting. Like, Why? You know, first year, the first year it was probably 80% from Pittsburgh area. And when we say Pittsburgh area, we'll say 70 mile yeah. circular radius. Okay. Then yellow cards year, it dwindled, right? It went to like 60%. Mayday parade stayed the same about 60%. The starting line state champs last year went down to like 50%. And this year we're probably, uh, you know, there's three weeks left and we do the majority of the ticket sales in the last three weeks. But I, I mean, we're probably at 40% right now from Pittsburgh, which I want to just kind of take, take the scene and shake it and say, what the fuck are you guys doing? You know what I mean? Like, I, you know, maybe you don't, maybe, maybe it's the start of school. Maybe, you know, maybe you can't make it out. Maybe you got work the next day, but you know, it just kind of, it's kind it kind of bums me out that like, we can't even get the representation from from Pittsburgh that, that we did when we, you and I went to shows in Pittsburgh back yeah. in the day, you know? Um, but I'd say that a large majority comes from, um, probably, I mean, I'd say 20% come from Eastern Pennsylvania. Uh, 5% comes from West Virginia. Uh, 10% comes from Ohio. 10% comes from New York. And then this year there's probably 5% international, which is unheard of for a small boutiques festival like this. I mean, maybe riot fest where blinks playing, you know, but for something like this, it's cool. And I think what helped that is that when Eternal Boy toured in the United Kingdom with Pat and Penning, we, I mean, the, the people there, I, I just, I just, they're just so happy that, that bands are coming there. You know, they're so stoked that there are shows there 
and you know Patton Penning's playing there and Patton Penning or is playing the festival and and like within that subgroup I think like a, a camaraderie of bands that we've kind of developed is keep flying Patton Penning Eternal Boy and you know a lot of the people in the UK saw keep flying when they were called Survey Says in the UK then we went with Patton Pending they saw us so that you know I think that that helps and then obviously less than Jake anti flag is 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 kind of the pull um so I think that that helps but you know we we got to get the Pittsburgh numbers up man I mean that's that that's my responsibility in many ways. Maybe maybe I'm not maybe I'm not getting their attention enough. Uh, but I definitely in years to come, I have I've already thinking about next year, uh, and I'm thinking about the kind of perspective of how to engage Pittsburgh people for it, and that's going to be my goal next year. I'm looking forward to seeing what you do with that, and if I can ever help you in that endeavor, my friend, you let me know. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. All right, so uh, I want to touch on this real quick. I know that VIP for uh, Four Chord Festival 5, they're probably almost nearly gone. I know that you had just a handful left. Uh, are there any left, and can you just elaborate on what that experience is going to look like? Sure. So VIP this year is really cool. I think it's cool every year, uh, but again, who am I? And uh, there's there's two left, literally two. I checked before I got on the phone with you. I check every 15 seconds, pretty much. <laughs> but uh, there's two left, and... Uh, again, early access. I've been, I'm going to announce this, uh, you know, later before the show, but I'll just do, you know, verbalize it now. VIP opens at 10 a.m. Right, the first band goes on at 11:30. So from 10 a.m. until until noon, the venue next door, I think it's room 11, I think it's called, or room 16, right next door to the venue, is uh, going to be open for VIP. We're going to have, you know, like music playing. We have. You know, obviously, you get the customized festival T-shirt. You get Love My Seventeen poster. You get a sticker package. You get um, catering with uh, some of the select bands. I'm I'm compiling that list now of what bands are going to participate. Uh, and I believe this year we're going to have a taco bar again. Uh, for that, there's going to be vegan, vegetarian, and meat options for for all three of them. And uh, we'll have um, two acoustic performances. Uh, from Hit the Lights, Nick from Hit the Lights is going to perform acoustic, and then Pat and Penning is going to be performing acoustic. And um, you know, all all of that is is a, I think it's sixty bucks for for the VIP. And uh, again, you know, you have access to that room from from ten. It's either going to be ten a.m. to twelve thirty or ten a.m. to noon um, before the show. And so, and it, there's in and out privileges, you know, throughout the day until six thirty p.m. Six or six thirty. I haven't decided yet. And then uh, so people need to get their crap put in their car, so on and so forth. They can do that. VIP every single year at Four Chord is always phenomenal. And uh, regardless, the experience is something that you, you, you just you don't want to miss. We have premiere episodes every single Thursday at midnight Eastern on Adobe Radio. Those episodes become available everywhere the following Monday. Make sure you subscribe we're on Twitter at Spin Thoughts and our website, which I take great pride in. It's thespinningthoughts.com. We've been talking to Rishi, a good friend of mine, and always, always a welcomed guest on Spinning Thoughts. We're talking about Four Chord Music Festival 5. It's on August the 26th in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania at Extaza and... Wow, is the lineup sexy? It's less than Jake Bayside, Anti-Flag, Cartel Acoustic, Like Pacific, Forever Came Calling, Eternal Boy, Hit the Lights. Wow, I mean, I could keep going. There's still many, many more, and we've got more to talk about, so I want to touch on this element real quick here uh, regarding Four Chord 5. Uh, there's this really sure. good-looking... Uh, screen printed poster there's a limit of 50 that i've been seeing your post about it's designed by uh george durbin the th is that the third yeah the third he's he's uh, in this awesome band from west virginia called the jasons where they dress up as jason Voorhees and they play songs that are yes. inspired by them they're awesome i'm gonna check them out the second we're done talking that sounds perfect. please do they're great so I, I'm, first of all, the poster looks gorgeous, um, uh, minus the, the, you know, the face of Donald Trump being on it. It looks gorgeous. <laughs> what what this uh, this four chord five just, with this poster, you know, you're taking on a little bit more of a political uh, uh, statement. Is it because anti flags on the bill? I know that uh, there's a lot of punk rock in these uh, festivals every year. Why have this right. as a limited run poster? Right. So uh, those those. Yes, I, I, they look amazing. George, George did 
I'm blown away by how good. I just picked them up last week. They're 18 by 24. They're fucking huge. They're great. Yeah, they look gorgeous. But the, but the, so, so that's a really good question because I don't, I almost never, ever incorporate politics with, with my, with eternal boy. It's dangerous. Uh, it is dangerous. And you know what? I look at this more. I don't look at Donald Trump as, as more of a presidential figure. I look at him more as a, as a pop culture. Figure. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, like in terms, in terms of the poster, he came up with the idea and, you know, may, maybe it was because anti-flag was on the show. We, we feel like we could be a little more risque. Um, but he made the honest to God, he came up with the design and I was like, dude, that, that looks so cool. I can't not use it. Right. I mean, if it, if it was Hillary Clinton, I would have probably said the same thing. I mean, you know, it's, it, I don't think it's, it, I'm not trying to make a political statement more so than a aesthetic statement. And yeah, people have emailed me already and said, you know, fuck you. I'm not going, you know, because of it. And, and really, listen, dude, I mean, you, I got two emails from people once that released one asking for a refund and then the other saying they're not coming out as a result of it. And you know what, man, it wasn't a, like, let's draw a line in the sand and say, you know, fuck everybody else. But you know, it, it, it is what it is. I love how it looks. And when you you know run a festival, every aspect of it, I can make that decision, and I decided to make that decision. So good for you. It, it is I support what it, is. it. I think it looks gorgeous. If you haven't seen it, uh, Eternal Boy Rishi Four Chord, you can find it. I'm sure on one of their socials. Right. Limit of it's fifty. Everywhere. Now, is that like literally like you're gonna have a stack of fifty at the show, and the first fifty people are? Is there a yes. way to get your hands on this previous? Is this gonna be at the pre-show? Nope, nope not gonna be at the pre. Ah. Uh, that's a good question. Sorry, there's a helicopter going by. One sec. <laughs> I think that they're hearing about our Donald Trump conversation. We're gonna get fucking yeah. killed right now. Uh, so, so uh, I haven't decided yet. Actually, maybe, maybe there'll be some of the pre-show. Um, maybe I don't know, but I mean, essentially, that's what it's gonna be. I mean, we're gonna have they're all custom screen printed from Commonwealth Press, a great place in Pittsburgh that does you know a lot of our merch stuff. But uh, yeah, when they're gone, they're gone. You know, I'm I'm not even I'm I mean, they're gone. They're gonna be gone. I think I have 52. I kept one for me and one for my girlfriend. There you go. So, uh, but the, when 50 are gone, they'll be gone. But, uh, and, and again, you know, I hope that, you know, back to the, to the design, like I hope people can kind of take that with a grain of salt, you know I mean? Yeah. I mean, am I making my political views apparent? Maybe, you know, am I saying, yo, you got to believe this and, and consume this and, and have my ideology? No, I, I'm saying laugh, laugh it off. Right. There's, you know, like I said, if, if it was Hillary Clinton on that on the front of that, you know, I, I probably would have laughed, even though I don't agree with the political idea behind it. Agreed. You know, I probably would have laughed. I, I just wish that people don't take themselves so seriously because that's kind of what punk rock's about. And use it as a conversation starter. I mean, even if you you know you don't agree with what you're seeing on it, I mean, it, if it starts a conversation, what not an attack, not a verbal argument. If it starts a conversation. Sure. Then, sure. then it's a good thing, no matter however you look I, at it. I refuse to argue about politics with anybody, and I will not. It's pointless. <laughs> Absolutely. Right now, today, it's pointless. Maybe in the future, people will actually open up their mind to 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 thought outside of their own when it comes to politics. But it seems like right sure. now, there's really no. Uh, advantageous way to, to approach it yeah man there's no avenue that's not going to be cluttered with shit and debris agreed uh we're gonna i want to talk more about uh the pre-show here this is something that that is like brand new to this whole experience but before we talk about that i do want to just know this do you get a chance to stop and enjoy four chord music <laughs> festival <laughs> so uh this year i probably will not uh because there's a, there's a you know there's a lot of perspectives and, and angles that, that, that are still in need to kind of work out the day of the show. But, uh, yes, I, last year when the starting line played, like, you know, when I say that they're one of my favorite bands, they're one of my favorite bands, less than Jake, I absolutely have to, you know, I have to force myself to, to do it because like, you know, like I said, they're, they're one of my favorite bands. You know, I'd say the most stressful year was probably the second year. I didn't enjoy one second of it. I didn't enjoy one. I mean, we played for, you know, 30 minutes or whatever, but you know, it was very hard to enjoy because there were so many stressing factors um, without getting into too much detail, including bands, egos, including time slot issues, yeah. lawsuits, potential lawsuits that were happening at this. I mean, it was just like, like everything that could have happened, it went wrong, kind of went wrong that year. But uh, this year I, I absolutely plan to enjoy it at the very least for less than day. All right. Well, look, I'm going to be there. And if I see you not smiling every fucking time I look at you, I'm going to smack you. <laughs> I'm going to jump up. Cool. I'll give you an elbow. I'll, I'll give you a bow in the pit. 
<laughs> All right, so each year, Four Chord Music Festival, it really is something special. If you've never been to one, I encourage you to come out. And look, we talked, there's people coming overseas, so I don't care if you're listening to this from fucking Chicago, Iowa. Get your ass out here to Pittsburgh. <laughs> it's a cool city, and you know you've heard of those sandwiches with the french fries on it. You want to try it. Uh, <laughs> and we got, we got group rates. We got... Cheap hotels at the Hyde Place in the North Shore. There we go. Sorry, go you're, you're covering all the bases here. So, and in addition to everything we just talked about, and we've touched on this, you're raising the bar even higher with adding in this festival pre-show. It's going to be two days before the main event. Uh, that's Friday, August the 24th at the Smiling Moose. It's going to be featuring good friends of Spinning Thoughts and Goalkeeper and Worst Kept Secret. We've had them on the show multiple times. Yep. Alongside others such as Bridges, The Filthy Lowdown, and a reunion for Pittsburgh legends, Cali AC. Uh, <laughs> not to mention, not, I mean, let's just keep adding to it. The pre-show is going to uh, be a platform to introduce a custom craft beer release from Dancing Gnome Brewery called The Party Foul, a pale ale that I'm going to be drinking a shit ton of. <laughs> and then you'll see me drunk on the social media posting about it. Uh, where did this idea come from? Uh, you know, how did we get to this? Well, uh, you know, we have, we have a lot of friends um, in, in Long Island, believe it or not. I know this is weird where this is going, I know. But and in Long Island, we, we have a, a big, probably our second best city that we can you know play in New York City, Long Island. And a lot of those dudes and gals come out to the festival and they come in on Friday or Thursday and they stay the weekend and take time off work. And I feel so bad because they'll be texting me Friday or Saturday, like, yo, come hang, yo, come hang. And I'm like, hey, man. Like I'm ready to have a, a coronary infarction here. Like I can't, <laughs> I can't hang. <clears throat> but so uh, I decided to try to give an event for them. You know, people coming from out of town. Some of the bands are coming in early. You know, to to, to go. I, I mean, it's not confirmed. But, you know, some of the guys from Bayside are probably going to be, um, you know, at the pre-show and and other Pittsburgh musicians maybe that I couldn't fit their bands on the show. It's more of a of a of a way to get people together that are already going to be at the fest. Um, and then, of course, Andy, the drummer of Eternal Boy, one of my best friends, he was in Cali AC. It was just, that was his well, second band that he was ever in. And they, had, you know, they, they did really well in Pittsburgh. And, you know, they were like, yeah, like I was trying to find a, like a regional headliner. And, and Andy was like, why don't we just reunite for it? Um, and, and I was like, cool. And, you know, the guys in Bridges, hint, hint, uh, <laughs> were friends of mine from a band called Hint, Hint, the Skunk Eleven. Hint, hint. And uh, so, you know. Day you were playing and and worst kept secret are playing the festival they're from west virginia they're playing goalkeeper some of our closest friends are from they're from philadelphia i couldn't put them on this year so they were on tour had something fall through i figured this would be a good time for them to play filthy lowdown like one of the greatest punk bands in pittsburgh right now so it kind of came together that was really cool and then i remember i saw punchline did a custom beer for the release of their new album and i thought well you know what like wouldn't it be super cool if we had like a festival beer and, you know, I went through a million names and, you know, eventually Party Foul is the name of, you know, one of Eternal Boys, I guess, more popular songs. And, you know, I threw it out to my friends and they're like, yeah, keep it simple. Something that's, you know, pop punk, punk rock. And and they're making it. They're bottling it tomorrow uh, at their brewery. So we're going to be there with like a film crew and, and kind of record them bottling the whole beer. So have you actually tasted it yet? Like, were you a part of that <laughs> process at all? Well, I mean, if you for people that don't know, I actually don't drink at all. So like, that's I, I okay. Well, that answers. I always wa wonder why you say O'Dolls and I, that I should have put two and two together. Right, right, right. Uh, yeah. So I, I don't drink at all, really. I mean, of course, I'm going to taste this, um, but it's a pale ale and they're gonna, it's going to be uh, brewed with some sort of fruit uh, to kind of, you know, they, they, a lot of people wanted an IPA. I know the punchlines was an IPA, but you're at a punk rock festival. I could, from what I understand, like you don't want to drink, you know, ten IPAs. Oh, dude, you'll, you know, so, you'll feel like uh, like a load of shit. Right, right, and then you'll be taking loads of shit <laughs> in the bathroom. So, uh, the, the so they decided to do a light pale ale. Um, from what I understand, Dancing Gnome, not only are they the greatest people, and ironically, I know the owner. He played in a band. The, back in the day with three dudes that I went to high school with, he was the drummer. Um, and I didn't even know till, till, till we started talking about this, but they are the absolute nicest people ever. Like so amicable, so friendly. And that's another cool thing about doing this fest, man. You just meet people you never expected you'd meet and, and become close and friends with people you never thought that you would. And they were and are so cool. 
Um, so we'll see. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm not a beer guy, but you know, from what I understand, this is this is going to be the bee's knees, man. August the 24th, the Smiling Moose. It's the Four Chord Music Festival Five pre-show. Goalkeeper, worst kept secret. Bridges, uh, the Filthy Lowdown, and the Cali AC reunion. The premiere of the Party Foul Pale Ale beer. Oh my God, this is going to be amazing. Uh, maybe you'll see me there. Maybe you won't. You have to be there to maybe. see me. You have to be there. There you go. All right. So Rishi, uh, just a couple weeks ago, I saw you at Warp Tour. It was. So great to see you in that pink uh, lemon shirt. Uh, you look gorgeous, man. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. <laughs> now, you know, as everybody who is in the community here knows, uh, actually today that you and I are taping, yep. which is the last, uh, you know, final last date uh, of the final full country run of Warped Tour. Such a unreal, sad, man. Such a sad day. Unreal. But Eternal Boy, your band got to play the Pittsburgh date. You guys have been on this tour in the past Reflect on yep. uh, the experiences you've had on Warp Tour, and, and in particular, the one from this year. I, I, I wish that I could put into words. I, you know, even at my parents' house, I was just talking here to my mom about, you know, today's the last, literally the last show of the of the last full country run. Yeah. I don't know if I could say anything that's going to encapsulate really how I feel about Warp Tour. I mean, honestly, Angela, I probably wouldn't even know you yeah. if it wasn't for things like the Warp Tour. Right. I wouldn't know... I, I, I don't know if I'd be, this sounds so fucking weird and like, like emo, but I don't know if I'd be the person I am without Warped Tour. I, in, in all seriousness, I, I, I just, I just loved the Warped Tour so much. My first Warped Tour I ever went to, I was 12 years old in 99 and Blink played. And I went with my mom and my dad and my sister. And, and you know, from 99 until now, I've maybe missed three. And I will, I'll, t I'll send you a, forward you a screenshot of an email that Kevin Lyman sent me this year. Uh, whenever I asked about getting on, you know, this year and he said, yeah, you can you know, play your hometown date. He said one of the most humbling things I've ever he said in the email, he thinks that we have played more warp tours than any band on the whole warp tour. Now, now, not shows, but in terms of played at least one time in the year over a year of warp tour. Wow. So, so, and I'll forward you this email. Yeah, I was, man. I'm going to, I'm going to frame it because obviously less than Jake's played the most. Yeah. 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 Right. The most shows, but the most over, like, cause of course when we were the space pimps, we played starting in Oh five, Oh four. Um, and we played almost every year from Oh five until now, other than four, three or four years, we played at least one. We did four weeks of it in 2007 or eight. Then we did, you know, a week of it in 2012. I mean, like we, Warp Tour to me is like the the identifying factor of my generation. If you're in punk rock, you know it's 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 corroborated by Blink's The Rock Show. It is it is justified by you know the years and years of of existence that it's had. I I just I don't know if I could put into words about how important Warped is to me, um, but I guess we'll leave it at it. It was integral in shaping my perspective on music. You know, my perspective on on understanding music, discovering new bands, going to shows, respecting going to shows. Uh, it, it really just it's it sucks so bad. But doing this festival at a very micro level with four chord, I am I, I don't even know if saying I give kudos to Kevin Lyman is enough. Uh, I mean, I just respect him profoundly. Put it that way. You wear many hats in the music industry, Rishi, and, uh, you, you know, I'm sure you can understand, like you've said, from a very micro perspective, you've uh, done some of these things here, obviously, with Four Chord, which, again, I can't even imagine how that gets, uh, you know, taken off and, and completed every single year. But uh, quickly, from your perspective of wearing all these hats in the industry, we got Warped Tour, at least how we know it currently, it's coming to an end. Right. What, what does this mean for the music community? Do you see this being like a line in the sand of a shift in the community in terms of live music? I know it's a big question, and I'm asking for a quick response. <laughs> sure, sure. And I know I think you asked like Pacific this question too, as a matter of fact. Um, so I've been thinking a lot about this, and I don't know if it means there's going to be a fundamental shift. I don't know. I know that everybody in you know the pundits are saying you know this is going to be a shift towards the single day really expensive ticket type fest. My argument is that this must open up an opportunity for small boutique style festivals like Four Chord, like in Cleveland, uh, Bravo Artist does this awesome festival called Spring Fling. Yep. Um, 
that this has to be a wake up call for local sub, you know, geographically subgroups of people to say, oh, fuck, Warp Tour's not happening in July. That means X, Y, and Z bands are going to have an available schedule. Let's rent out a hall and do it. You know, I mean, like that, that is the only way that this scene is going to get better is that if we understand that we have to start building in geographical locations, you know, in, in Pittsburgh and Cleveland and Baltimore and Philly. That's what Kevin, I think, was thinking originally. Like it just was a Southern California thing. There was such a huge and cool demand for it that it grew exponentially. And I think that it's got to start small and then grow big like that. I agree with you. Um, you know, it's sad to see it come to an end. I think the branding of Warped Tour will be around for quite some time, and it will be uh, interesting to see if others, like you just mentioned, in, in your specific cities, regions, will you take advantage of this opportunity uh, to, to bring some music, you know, to your community? We'll, I guess we'll find out. Now, uh, Rishi, we're winding down here in episode 145. It's been great great talking to you in such great uh, detail. Uh, I do want to give some kudos to you, though, and Eternal Boy. Uh, you celebrated the one-year birthday of Awkward Phase uh, <laughs> back in July, and you know, you, honestly, uh, your band has inspired me for years. This album, oh, I, I know, I always got to try to make you blush whenever I talk to you. Uh, <laughs> I hate talking about but, this. But Awkward Phase, it does, it fuels my my appreciation for your band and, and what you've done for Pittsburgh and uh, the community here and, and every person that just comes in contact with the music. Uh, I saw that you posted around the same time of the birthday of awkward phase, uh, some photos uh, from the billboard charts showcasing the amazing <laughs> accomplishments of awkward phase. I mean, th- you, you placed on heat seekers albums chart and vinyl vinyl albums chart. Pink fucking Floyd was like two below you, you know? Uh, Fucked up shit. Uh, That's all I got to say about that. I mean, dude, talk to me about this. Yeah, so so we, I don't know, I think when we talked about Four Chord last year, they, they hadn't come out yet. Maybe they did, I can't remember. But uh, yeah, I, I don't I don't know. It was the first album that, that Four Chord Music, the record label released, right? Me for, obviously, my band. Right. Uh, to, to, it's been a dream come true to open up uh, the Billboard you know, magazine, like they did, you know, back in the day to see where you placed and to see my name ever since I saw that thing you do, you know, and, and that movie where, you know, the wonders open up their, their billboard and Tom Hanks says, yo, you're number three. Yo, neaters, you know, crazy. Isn't it? Yeah. Well, I mean, I didn't know how close you were with the film, but yes, <laughs> the Erie PA is the O'Neaters. Uh, and so that, that was, I mean, I, I don't know, if, I don't know if I can top that, you know, I, I don't, we, we, I don't, I try to put my head down and do good work. I don't try to think about the bigger, larger implications if this label is going to like us or, if, you know, this fan base is going to like us. That is proof in itself, unadulterated proof that you cannot fuck around with, that people give a shit. And we worked our asses off. I mean, that was happening the same time I was releasing a Summer Highs EP. That was happening the same time I was releasing, you know, Four Core Music Fest 4 with the starting line. Like, I just, I just, I just, one of those things that I'm going to put, you know, frame, put on my wall and just stare at and know that, that, you know, working your ass off and grinding and loving the grind could still deem good results. You don't need the magical hand to come pick you up and say, oh, we'll sell you enough albums to get on Billboard. Fuck you, hand. I can do it myself, <laughs> you know? Um, so that's, that is that is probably the top five coolest things that, that, that has happened to us. And actually, we actually chart on five of the charts, dick. Well, you only you posted I only, two. I know, I know, I know. I didn't want to, I didn't want to look like a, pontificating prick that's but, it i'm uh, not coming to four chord now rishi <laughs> <laughs> you just leave before we play <laughs> okay. um yeah no so we did uh the top rock albums heat seekers we were number one on the heat seekers for the eastern united states uh vinyl and independent top independent albums so i mean come on man that was the first time i think my parents looked at me and were like what the beatles <laughs> then you yeah dude yeah the beatles were on i saw i mean you're literally on the same list as the beatles pink floyd uh i saw greta van fleet which is a band that's just fucking blowing up like crazy now on there oh yeah great company oh, yeah. man it was it's cool man it's, it's 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 a top five for me all right so i know you got enough on your plate and everything but I, I gotta ask the question awkward phase has been out for a year i'm sure eternal boy maybe you're getting itchy to put out something new maybe you're not uh what yes. any anything that we can uh know here at spinning thoughts regarding new music from eternal boy are you guys working on anything yeah yeah we definitely will the plan i think i mean again we haven't really formally talked about it but we are constantly writing always writing we're probably gonna do an ep I've never, we've never done a formal EP. We've only done full lengths. But the problem is, is that like, 
we used to have so much material that it always ends up being a full length, but <laughs> we're probably going to do a EP. We are releasing one last video. It was supposed to be on the year anniversary of Awkward Face, but we're finishing uh, the video for a song called Harder to Stay, which will be the end of the album cycle for Awkward Face officially. And then in September, we're going to release an acoustic track that we just recorded. Um, we're probably going to do something. It was, it's about a friend of ours from Wisconsin who got diagnosed with cancer. And we're, you know, we're, we did a collaboration with an awesome cello band from Pittsburgh called Cello Fury. Oh, um, so, nice. Yeah, it's really cool. So th they did an entire cello arrangement. It's acoustic and vocals and cello. And um, we're probably going to release that and have that like all go to, to like cancer research proceeds or something like that in September. It's amazing all the work that you do. Amazing, uh, you know, with Four Chord and the impact it has on the, the Pittsburgh community and uh, all the bands that you've helped out. I mean, there's it's just I don't know where you find the time to do it, but you inspire me, man. And I, and I appreciate you being here for episode 145. Before I let you go, is there anything else you'd like to add? Anything else you'd like to say? Anything I fucked up? No, no, man. I just, you know, I want to thank you again. Uh, you, every year you you feature four core music fest and you, you know, you, you help get the word out. And, and this, what we're doing right now is what, it you know, I mean, it, this is this interaction and dialogue about issues and problems and, and positives and negatives and, and, you know, getting people trying to get people excited is exactly what we need more of. So I thank you. And I urge everybody listening, grab your tickets Four core music fest, August 26th, Extaza nightclub pre-show 24th, the smiling moose uh you know come and support a completely do-it-yourself independent music fest completely you're you are listening to the only person involved in this really so uh that's all i appreciate very much angela you're the best we'll talk to you soon rishi as always thanks for being here on spinning thoughts my man once again, I want to thank my good friend Rishi Ball of Four Chord Music and Eternal Boy for being here for episode 145 of Spinning Thoughts. Four Chord Music Festival 5 is August the 26th at Extaza Nightclub featuring Less Than Jake, Bayside, Anti-Flag, and so many others. I hope to see you there. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at Spin Thoughts. We have a website, thespinningthoughts.com. Our episodes premiere every single Thursday at midnight Eastern on Adobe Radio. They drop on all platforms the following Monday. Honestly, I love Rishi, love Four Chord. I love his band, Eternal Boy. If you haven't jammed them, you should. And truly, I hope to see you all at Extaza Nightclub on August the 26th. Until next week, everybody, make sure you share music, spread love. Part. 